0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset, and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Today, I want to talk to you about communication and how you communicate with your clients. Now, if you're a long-term listener, you will have heard me talk about this a number of times, but I want to angle it a little bit differently today. Communication is just so fundamentally important in our world how we talk to people how we get our messages out there and where i find the communication stands out the most is when it's not there when there's a bit of a breakdown in what's going on i want to use today as a a really simple example of something that i've experienced over the last 48 hours and to just show you as an example of how things can be done better. This is a really, really straightforward example, but it got me thinking about where are the gaps in my own communication with my clients uh, to make sure that we deliver better? Uh, because I'm always looking for how can we improve better? And maybe we can all take away something from today. So let me paint the picture for you. One of the equipment supply, well, it's really the only equipment supply that I recommend to my clients and the one that I use myself. and the name of the supplier is called nc fitness now they're based fairly local to me they entered the market a number of years ago to compete with another at the time really the only big australian competitor and their prices were round about 60 percent of what um, the other uh, company was and their products are unbelievable i tried a, a few different things and you can't Pick the difference between the two. Just that one's a lot more expensive. So now uh, in the, um, the last 12 months, I've upgraded a, um, a fair bit of my equipment, got some new equipment, got new plates, etc. And probably invested about $15,000 or so in just new, new equipment. And just getting rid of some old stuff, getting some brand new replacement stuff, but also some new equipment that I haven't had in my facility before. And just recently, because there's been such a shortage, like globally of fitness equipment, I've had to wait for uh, like six months or more for certain pieces, and I'm still waiting for some. And just in this last week, some more stuff has come through. So I've ordered it. Um, So it was a, was a a new bar, some weight plates, and some new collars. And what normally happens is you place the order online, you get uh, an automated confirmation, an automated receipt, all that kind of stuff. And then within 24 hours, you normally get a confirmation that your order is ready to pick up, or you get a, a, the details from the shipping company that here's the, um, uh, you know, what you're going to get. And uh, you know, it's on its way kind of thing. And so what happened was I got uh, an email, first of all, saying it's, uh, you know, it's on its way. And I thought, oh, great, that's good. And it was, it was about a day or so late. It's still been a fairly quick turnaround time, but normally it's within 24 hours. So two days later, I get the email, and I thought, oh, um, it said something like uh, one... No, actually, the first one I got was two of five parcels are on their way. I'm like, hang on a second. It said they're all in stock, so why are they only sending two? And then 24 hours after that, I get another message which says one of five is on its way. I'm like, what? What's going on here? So now I'm thinking, well, there's three packages, but where's the other two? I don't know why they're in five, but anyway. Um, so last night, I get a knock on the door around nine. I'm going to say 9, quarter past 9, 9.30 at night, which is really quite late. I wasn't expecting anyone at that time. And so I answered the door and there's one parcel there for me, which was two of, two of the plates, because there's thinner plates. So it had two plates in there. And it's just one parcel. I'm like, what? For one, who delivers this late at night? Um, two, the other two parcels should have come first and three do i have to call them tomorrow to say you've left out the rest of my order or has the guy got it wrong and only delivered one parcel and he's got four others in in there and so i've had a really busy day so i didn't get a chance to follow it up i thought i'll i'll just wait a day or so and see what happens and then i get a delivery today and it's got all the rest of them i thought okay interesting so in all of that what, what did it do? Obviously, at the end of the day, within a week, I've got the product, so fantastic. And they're all great, they're all good. But did it tarnish my experience with that company? And I would say, well, yes it did, because even though it might be minor, it set my expectation at a different level. And now it's created some shadow of a doubt over future deliveries that I have. Because the way the information flowed through just didn't make any sense. And there were gaps. Normally it's like, there's one thing, here it is. And if there's a shortage, I get an email saying that, look, we're out of stock of this. We're expecting it here. Bang, we'll ship you what we've got. So it was a little bit confusing. So I know that's a really straightforward example. It's no big deal. I got the stuff a day or so later. But the point is that it created some questions for me over the customer service delivery and so then i got to thinking about so what is it that i do in my organization where we can improve the communication and one of them that immediately came to mind was we have like a lot of different people that we're dealing with but one of the things that we don't have uh, really a report for an exception report or a flag report whatever you want to call it to say when people aren't turning up to Um, say classes when they should like they pay for it and they don't use it now uh, we get a bit of a sense that okay oh dear we haven't seen such-and-such for a while but we don't have any formal reporting process of it so that was a, a part for me to think hmm maybe there's something there that we could do much better why to show people that we're holding them to account showing them that they're accountable. So that was one area that stood out for me uh, pretty much straight away. And I thought, mm, actually, we can do better in that area. Well, it's not a strength. Uh, I don't like the idea of taking money off people and them not using the service. Yeah, it's on them. It's not on me. It's on them. But I think we could do better in that space. And so then I got thinking about other areas. And I have mentioned previously about the way that my communication style has changed with the technology and I send out far fewer emails now than I have before, Uh, but that strategy is about to change. My social media strategy has also changed over these last two weeks, and I'm actually noticing that people are are messaging me and saying, wow, you're you're doing really well with your, your social media posts. People are noticing. And so those things are starting to take traction, but it only comes to fruition with a clear plan. And so my email marketing, email communication, those touch points with clients has really dropped off and I need to change that. And probably from next week, over the weekend, I'm working on a strategy to um, build some campaigns and um, some communication with my clients so that the email stuff starts again. And maybe that's going to bring on some new people, maybe it's going to reactivate some people, but if it's not there, it's not going to do anything. And so you want to be front of your, your, your client's minds. So a really straightforward discussion today, but it's really highlighted to me that there are often tiny little gaps that we may have in the way that we communicate that we can turn from a, a fall down in an expectation to a wow experience. And like the one for me, um, actually, I'll give you another example with the same, same company, actually. Um, I'll continue to use them. But one of the examples here is I just ordered, and it was about $4,000. This is how much it was. It was $4,000 in new plates, weight plates for uh, my bars. Now, they're, they're premium plates. They're the best quality that you can get. So they're, imagine the ones that they use at the Olympics. They're like those. And so about $4,000. Now, within seven days of me purchasing them, they reduced the cost. So the impact to me would have been a saving of over $1,000. And they reduced the price within seven days of me purchasing. I might have been right on seven days. And so I was pretty peeved with that because this was a product that they had a shortage of. I had to wait six months for it. I've done the right thing by them and I've bought it at full price and then a week later or less, they have decided to slash the price of it. And maybe because they've overordered, and they think, man, we're never gonna move these things. Maybe, don't know, they're still on special now. And so I wrote them an email and I thought, how am I gonna do this? I could just whinge about it. But instead, what I did was I complimented them, said, you know, fantastic products, love it. Love my new leg press machine, love the new weights. Uh, but I said, look, I, a little bit, uh, what did I say? I didn't say annoyed. I can't remember the exact word. I might have said uh, you know, a little bit upset that you know, six days after I've purchased mine, that you reduced the cost. Now, what would you have done in that situation? Keeping in mind that I've spent tens of thousands of dollars with this company over years, I've supported them from the very, very beginning of their business. What would you do? Well, I'll tell you what they did do, and that was nothing. They didn't even respond to my email, I sent it to the, um, you know, the manager of operations there. What I would have done is reached back out and said, look, either give a credit, or um, you know, you've got future purchases coming up. I would have done it that way, so that that would be a wow experience for me. But instead, they didn't even respond, which is like, hmm, that's a bit of a letdown, that's pretty, pretty disappointing. But anyway, we all have our different communication styles. No matter what the customer experience is, the client experience, the ones that you have, you learn something. You learn something from great customer service. You learn something from horrible customer service. The point is that you're always looking, you're always learning. And uh, just this simple little experience that I had in the last couple of days has just got me thinking about, hmm, where can I do better? Because we can all do better, it's just that if you're not looking for those improvement opportunities and where you can serve your customers better, where you can give them a bit of a wow experience, if you're not searching for that, if you're not hungry for that, then at some point you're gonna find that your competitors are really outdoing you. And from the way that I see there's just so many different businesses around these days that offer the same things you've got to separate yourself on service. You really do. You must separate yourself on service. So have a look at your own customer service, see where you can improve, always be hungry to make your customer service experience better. Now, if you want to connect with me, you can go to the TheMentalToughnessAndBodyShow.com, opt in for a free consultation. I would love to connect with you, see what's happening in your part of the world, how we could work together to make you make 2021 your best year yet. See you tomorrow.